Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. And so I want you to notice this verse. Listen, let me just say this too. Right here, and I'm watching the clock, and I know how to fly fast and fly slow. Listen to me. Every one of us in this room is building something. You're trying to build your family. You're trying to build your business. You're trying to build a ministry. We're all in here building something. And I learned this a long time ago. Listen, Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning. You never really get out of the beginning. You're always in the beginning. You're always in the beginning. And so all of us are building And all of us are trying to obtain something because all of us have vision. There's no way that you can walk with God and not have vision. Are you listening to me? There's no way that you can walk with, there's no way that you can, someone says, well, I just don't want to, there's no way you can be in the presence of God. Because in the presence of God, your heart's responding, send me, Lord. And and I will be honest with you that, that you know, I was, I I went on mission trips earlier when I was younger, in my early 20s. And, and just for so long, I've just, my vision was, God, I want to I reach my community. I just want to see one entire community changed and set free. But when Fios came, I realized that my vision was way too small. And God's sending us people in here with a heart for the mission field. God's not sending that in this house for us not to get our mind and to get our hearts back on the mission field. When I came here as pastor, there was flags flying all the way down this wall. And I just felt like the Lord told me to remove the flags because they were just for decoration. And I don't want to do nothing just for doing something. Are you with me? But when we got people on the land, come on somebody, or when we got finances in those places, then we'll fly the flags because they mean something for us. And Larry and Kayla are not the only ones for the heart for the mission. Shane told me he'd been on seven uh, mission trips. Is that right? Seven mission trips. He's got a heart to train, listen to this, he's got a heart to train men on how to protect missionaries. So it's one thing we go to Guyana to preach the gospel, I'm going to be laying hands. He's got a vision to train and equip them how to protect me while I'm there. I mean, at least he got a guy to train them, shoot them in the knees. I can turn around and lead them to Jesus and heal them, you know what I'm saying? Come on. So God is, what I'm just trying to tell you is, look at the wealth. Look at the wealth that God is bringing into this house. God doesn't do anything by happenstance. He's not stingy with His resources. He brings resources to facilitate the vision. And the vision is simply this. How many knows that God's working on the same vision that He started out with in Matthew 28? And that is to go into all the lands and preach the gospel of the kingdom. He's doing that. We're just one expression of that vision. So with your vision, when we look at how God's bringing increase, work with me, it just seems like i got to push it a little bit. I done blew my voice out on the stage screaming and hollering. But listen, that we, we just this Thursday, our kids jumped in a van. D- Terry remembers last year, whatever we go, the last time we went to the ramp, we could put them all on one van. We actually put them in a couple cars, didn't we, right? We did this this past, and this is not all of them. All of them did not go. We got two vans and a Tahoe that's on the road back from Hamilton, Alabama. And we got uh, those of you that's got the pictures, you're your kids being totally wrecked, being baptized in Williams Creek. And just I got videos of my son weeping under the power of God. God's doing something, church. I said God is doing something, church. 
I told Terry when we was out here Thursday morning, I said, next, I said, by this time next year, we will charter buses to send our kids to the ramp. That's the growth. That's what God is doing. Now listen to this. In Isaiah chapter 54, it says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. Man, you could stop and preach right there on that. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Look at this. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I believe this is really where we're at. Where a lot of people in here, we see, we see the vision. But we're trying to figure out how in the world do we expand the vision. How do you bring expansion? How many knows that everything that God gives you, let me tell you something, He is expecting increase to it. God hasn't called nobody here to sit down what you, on what you've been given. Come on now. God wants your business to increase. Well, you, say, well, you know, when I, I used to hear prayers in the church like this. God, I pray we decrease that you may increase. That's an illegal prayer for you, friend. That prayer was prayed by John the Baptist. Are you listening to me? He was the last of the Old Testament prophets, and he was crying out, let me this decrease and let Jesus, which was the arising, come on, new covenant, increase. As you increase, if the kingdom of God is in you, the kingdom doesn't come with observation of men's eyes, for the kingdom of God is within you, and if God's kingdom is in you, friend, he wants you to increase. If you, if you own a godly business, as your business expands, guess what's happening? His kingdom is expanding. We see prayers like this at, uh, out of uh, Habakkuk where it says, the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The knowledge of the glory. Do you think that one day God's just going to dump a lot of glory out on the earth and it's going to cut? No. The knowledge of that glory is coming by the church awakening in the earth and people being filled with God's glory and splendor is going to cover the face of this earth. Now think about this. He said, lengthen the cords, strengthen the stakes. Oftentimes, God will put a visionary person at the front. How many knows you got to have a visionary person? You don't ever want to live life looking out the rearview mirror. And if you're doing that, stop it, friend. Come on, something. The greatest has not yet happened, and the best has not been yet told. If it's not great in your life, it's not the final chapter. God is working all things out for the good of them that love Him and called according to His purpose. Come on. And the book, Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, He that hath begun a good work, and you shall complete it unto the day of Jesus. You with me? So the lengthener is a visionary person. You've got to have vision for your life. And let me just say this. A thousand mile journey begins with one step. A lot of times we get so overwhelmed where we're at, you know, that we can't ever accomplish this or we can't ever. It just starts with one. Losing 100 pounds starts with losing one pound. Come on now. Making 100,000 is being faithful with 1,000. And so, lengthen the cords. Lengthen the cords and strengthen the stakes. Now, I, when we, we've been preaching here. I've been here for four years, and I am amazed at what God has done within four years. I, I, I really am. I'm amazed at what God has done within four years. Sometimes I get depressed and wonder why we ain't further down the road. But when I look back where we started, I'm very amazed at how far we have come. Would you not agree with that? We've come a long ways in four years. If we can move at this pace, imagine where we're going to be in a decade, friend. Are you with me? And so <clears throat> the strengthening, listen to me. You can only build 
at the pace that you can strengthen. Listen to me. When it comes to building your life, I don't care how much vision you have out here. If you don't have strengtheners in your life, what you build will collapse. Your business will fall. Come on, somebody. Your business will fall. Your marriage can fall. It can all tumble down. And it, and you say, and it doesn't have to do with lack of vision. It has something to do with the lack of strengtheners. And God has placed within this house some awesome strengtheners. Gavin is one. He's a, he is a, I always cut up with Matt and Stanton and say, both of y'all fired before I get rid of Gavin. Gavin is the nuts and bolts behind the machine that is running. Come on, somebody. Strengtheners are not what you see at the front. Come on, somebody. The strengtheners are the ones underneath the undercarriage of the truck that's toting us to the destination. God, I'm trying to help us here. Strengtheners ask the tough questions. The role of the visionary is to not figure out how to do it. This is why a lot of times we can't be successful. My job is to see it. My job is to relate what I see to the strengthener. The strengthener's job is to facilitate what I just said. Listen to me. In your business, you can go get all the business you want, but if you don't have strengtheners in place, you are headed for destruction. Strengtheners are what keeps the structure in place. Listen, i got five more minutes. I'm going to deliver this, okay? Think about this. We all cry out, God, move. Would you move? Would you come? That's my prayer. God, shake this city. Well, what happened if God shook this city Monday morning? You ever thought about that? What if he really did come to the school and a massive outbreak happened? We would have to explain to probably 80% of the clergy in this town what has happened. That's going out on podcast. Lord, let me help me. Huh? It's amazing when God shows up, when he showed up in Pensacola at Brownsville, when we had all kind of teenagers laying on the floor shaking under the power of God. The whole city was upset that the teenagers were shaking under the power of God. My question is, what would you rather have them on, meth? Come on, somebody. Fornicating every week, or do you want them shaking under the power of God? I can tell you where we at in America, friend. A Sunday school message ain't going to change nothing no more. We need the authentic, raw power of the gospel in the school, friend. Hello. All right. Now think about this. So we're crying out for it. God, bring, bring, bring increase to my finances. Bring increase to my business. Bring increase to my marriage. Bring increase to the church. God, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, God. The Bible says in Genesis 2, 7 that God formed man. God formed man from the dust of the ground and he formed him. Then he blew, he, 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 he blew breath into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Listen to me. No breath comes without form. Did you hear what I just said? No breath comes without form. What is form? Form is structure. You say, well, I want to be financially free. Well, why don't you get with somebody to show you how to make a budget? Because if you don't know what, you don't know where you're, listen to me. If you don't tell your finances what to do, they'll tell you what to do. Hello, come on. So have you ever grabbed your W-2 at the end of the year and say, my God, where did all this money go? Come on. Why don't we get with somebody? Listen, this is, this is it though. But if we want to be free, we will put the structure and the form in place. And when you get the form in place, God will breathe into the form. 
God, would you just breathe on me? Would you just breathe on me? Well, you got to understand about God. God doesn't waste anything. When he held a fish fry, he took up fragments. He don't throw stuff away. Come on, somebody. He don't send. Listen, you cannot put new wine into an old wine skin. Come on, because God, listen, God's very concerned about what he releases from heaven. And he doesn't release, he doesn't pour out what he releases into an old wine skin. Why? Because the wine skin's gonna crack and what he spilled out is gonna be, it's gonna perish. Come on, somebody. So what he spends his time on is working on the wine skin. So when the wine skin can get formed, then he can release what he's trying to do. The reason why we not um, I, I gotta fly man don't do that I will preach sideways up in here you do that now good God Almighty listen to this listen you never ride by a house you never ride by a house and say my gosh look at the foundation in that house you don't you see the stacked stone you see the windows But what's making all of that stand is the studs standing behind the wall. See, let me tell you something. Listen, this is why this is why everybody wants to be a preacher because what we've done is devalued the whole team. Come on, somebody. Listen. Oh, my God. I want to preach right here like a wild man. What we've done is devalued the team. Let me tell you something. The sheetrock can't stand there and look pretty unless the studs going to hold it in place. Come on, somebody. And when you... And when you realize, hey, God maybe didn't give me the sheetrock ministry, but what he gave me was the stud ministry. And I realized, listen, hey, all I am but the form to hold it in place. But we can't do what we do without you doing what you do. Hello. This is why Paul said that we honor a body because the parts that are unseen. We all got some unseen parts. Come on, somebody. He said, these we bestow greater honor. Let me tell you where the real honor dwells in the house of God. It's the intercessor that's faithful to meet God. And say, God, would you anoint that big bald-headed man one more time in this church? God, would you give him a spirit of revelation and wisdom? Let him preach good. That's where the true honor ought to go. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. God created a form. Then he breathes life. God creates a form. Then he breathes life. When you get the structure to support what God is saying. Let, 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 me, just, let me just read you a quote right here. It's some good stuff right here. Listen. Good fortune is what happens when opportunity meets planning. I said good opportunity. Fortune is when... when Good fortune is what happens when opportunity meets planning. Thomas Edison. Now listen to this. Habakkuk 2. I'm, I'm closing right here. Someone say he's cutting up. He ain't no way he's closing. I'm closing. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says write the vision. Right? Write the vision. Make it plain. Why do you got to write the vision? Because I'm just trying to tell you one that's been in it a little while. Because if you don't write it down, you're going to forget don't, I, don't tell, I don't care how big it's burning in your life. If you don't write it down, you're going to forget. That's why you got to write down what God's saying. Come on, somebody. Because when we get out here in the storms, listen to me. Every pilot, listen, pilots, can you listen? It's one thing to fly by sight, but you better know something on the instrument panel. 
Are you with me now? Because listen, you liable to encounter a storm that takes out all visibility. You liable to hit fog on the journey and you can't see three feet in front of you. That's when you got to rely back on. Hey, what did God really say? What, what was he saying last year? I ain't heard God say nothing in a while. When you ain't heard God say nothing in a while, that's when you get back to your manual and you be obedient in the last thing he said. Because if you're faithful with the last thing he said, he'll speak something else to you. Come on, friend. Listen, you got to write it down. If you can't write it down, maybe you can't do it. Write the vision down. Make it plain. For the vision is for yet an appointed time. Though it tarry, he just gave you a clue right there. This thing ain't going to be no overnight race. This thing's going to take a lifetime to get done. Come on, somebody. Listen, riches come and go overnight. That's why we not after riches. We after wealth. Wealth takes generations to build. We after something. Listen, when we long gone, our children's children's children going to be talking about the rap they went to, that great-granddaddy went to, that broken changed his life and set him free. Come on, friend. We're after wealth, and wealth takes time to build. Terry, get his name and number. I'm hiring him right here. I'm hiring him. He's hired. Listen. Boy, I'm telling you, I feel the Lord in this house. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Because why you got to write it down, listen. Listen to me. You cannot doubt in the dark what God said in the light. Listen to me. You remember when John the Baptist, he said, Behold, there's a Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. But John the Baptist found himself in prison, and he, and he calls his disciples unto him, and he said, Go back and look again. Go tell me, is he the one? Is he, is he really the one, or should we look for another? I know what I said back then. Listen, if you don't pin what you said back then, come on, somebody. It's going to come a time with the enemy. The Bible says it like this. When the seed is sown, the fowl of the air comes down to try to take what's been sown. There comes a battle. Listen, the Bible said before Joseph walked in the vision, the word of the Lord tested Joseph. There is an appointed time. Listen, in between seasons, what you've got to be faithful to do is work on the form. The greatest businesses are not seen for a couple of, couple of decades. They're down here on the ground. Steve starts to build a house. You, you, you can't walk out there in two days and wonder, where the, wonder why the house ain't, ain't dried in. Why? Because we got to dig down in the ground. we got to pour something down in the ground called a foundation. And as we get the foundation laid, then we can start going up with it. The vision is yet for an appointed time. Listen, I just want to tell you again this morning. I'm the world's worst because we live in a microwave society. Do we not? You order bacon, grits, eggs, and swing around the window and they throw it in the car. And then we dread to hear that. Can you pull up? When they say that, this is the first thing Catherine says. Your facial expression says everything. Be nice. Be kind. Can you pull up? Can you pull up? But what I'm trying to tell you, listen, that anything in the kingdom is going to take a little time. You got to look at your neighbor and say, this thing's going to take some time. This is a marathon we're in. It's going to take some time. 
All right, now listen to me. Many times the vision starts small. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You with me? And don't count it as mundane because it's small. Store the three bricklayers. Guy shows up, what are you doing? I'm, you can't see what I'm laying brick, man. Another guy says, well, I'm building a wall. Third man says, I'm building the greatest cathedral you've ever seen. To the common man, he looked like he was just laying brick, but the vision inside of him was, I'm building a cathedral. I don't care if you're running your business out of your bedroom in your house. And to you and your heart, it's got to be, I'm, 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 I'm the next Fortune 500 company. This is what I'm building. Perception is everything, how you see it. If you see it as small, how do you expect me to buy into your vision? Come on. How are you going to sell your vision to me if you don't even believe in it yourself? So all vision starts out just like a baby. Starts out in the womb. With the right nutrients, that baby will become visible. Become a child, a toddler, a little bitty child, baby. Then it'll grow from there, become a child. And the child will become a teenager. And the teenager will become an adult. But every part of the journey is a process and it takes time. Now what will be the endangerment to the child if you make him skip the child years and force him into becoming a teenager? So I just want to encourage us right here this morning to open our eyes, to look at our lives and to look back and see what God who is the ultimate designer and what He's designing in our lives. God is going to, He is going to do what He said He would do. If you're a strengthener, your vision is like this. Lengtheners, they, they, all they think about is how am I going to get more? How am I going to expand this thing out? How are we going to reach into that city? How are we going to reach into that city? A strengthener, his whole vision is this. His whole vision is he sees the team. How can I make us more effective? Each is valuable. And what I want to tell you is, friend, the days that we're heading into is God's raising up a team ministry. The days of the man being the front is over with. Did you hear what I said? But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take a lot of, it's going to take a lot of humility in the pulpit. It's going to take a lotting of the cutting of ourselves to prefer our brother ahead of us. And then as the strengtheners get in place, listen to me, I, I learned this a long time ago. Any area of your life that is weak, if you will, work, if you will bring strength to it, it will become strong. Any of your area of your life that is strong, that is not protected, will become weak. You hear what I said? Any area I'm weak in, if I will bring strength to it. What is strength? Counsel. A leader. And he can become strong in my life. So here's the deal. Don't get upset when you're working on the form. I've been working on the form for 20 years. 20 years. 
20 years since I was 18 years old. I've been a senior pastor now for more than 10 years. And I'm ecstatic about sending 33 teenagers to summer ramp. Because I I went so many years where we just took two. (laughs) Took three. Just as Larry said, you think Kenneth Copeland started out where he's at? Friend, you're wrong. You think that Bishop Jake started out where he's at? You're wrong. But as you build the form, God also builds you. You with me? And I just think where we're at is the horizon is great for us. But all we got to do is keep down what we kept down the whole time. You understand? When you arrive at the destination, you don't change who you are because you arrived at the destination. What got you to the destination is the same thing that's going to keep you to the destination. You with me? So let's stand up right here. I want to pray over you. Man, what a great day to be at the house of the Lord. If it's your first time here, listen. How many of you is your first time at Cornerstone? Raise your hands. It's your first time. It's your first time? We welcome you all here today. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you guys so much for coming today. What a powerful ministry you have. So, Father, we just thank you for the day. We thank you for the vision that you've placed within our hearts. We thank you for the wisdom on how to carry out what you have in our lives. God, begin to highlight some strengtheners to us that can strengthen what we're trying to build. And Lord, if we are a strengthener, help us to find our place where we can start strengthening the stake. We don't want to build it top heavy, God. We want to build at your pace. Listen, Steve told me this probably two and a half years ago. How many knows that when, the, when, the, when they exited out of Egypt, God told Moses to stay at the pace that he didn't leave the children and women behind? Do you remember that? He said, you stay at a pace that you do not leave the children and women behind. That, I'm telling you, that's wisdom in a leader right there. To stay at a pace that we all go together. And what? A, let me just say this too, that I'm so thankful for. That we pastor a church and we have a church that our kids that are coming back from the ramp that had their life just totally just, I mean, flamed up. You with me? I thank God that they're coming back to a flame. Are you with me? They're not coming back to the frozen chosen that's going out what just happened in their lives. And you're in our job. Listen, you're in our job in this house as leaders in this house and fathers in this house is to keep the environment around that flame that we make sure we keep it burning. That's our job, church. I said that's our job. Our job is to lead it in a way that we set it up for them for great success. Do you believe that? I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. Before we get out of this house, I know I've done it's 12-12 if you take your medicine, okay? But we are fixing to do a baptism. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media. 